Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Family Matters podcast, where we talk about family matters because family matters. And today, I would like to introduce you to our guest for today. He is a pastor who's been in ministry for almost 10 years and is actually getting ready to start and plant a new church here in the uh, Port Arthur area. I'd like to introduce you to my friend, Robert Barraza. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for having me here. It's an honor. You're very welcome, man. It's, uh, you know, we've talked about having you on, and I'm glad that we finally were able to do it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> man. Well, we have a lot to get into, and, um, you know, we've known each other for maybe about four years, maybe, I would say, something like going that. Going on five, yeah. Yeah, going on to five. And I've seen you and your family just come into church and, and grow in the Lord, and there's so much to you and your story and all that God has done, which is why we're here doing this podcast. Yes, and so uh, today uh, we're uh, I'm looking forward to discussing, you know, how we can reach uh, the person in our life who is going down the wrong path. And, you know, I think everybody has had somebody like that in their family. And um, I believe that, you know, what we talked about, you were that person at one point, but it's amazing because we look at you today and you're, you know, you're a man of God who knows the word, you know, who, who has it hidden in your heart, ready to recall it at any time. I've seen you minister to people from all different walks of life. In fact, you're getting ready to plant a church here in the area. And so I'm excited for what God is doing in your life today. It's amazing. Yes, um, but it wasn't always like that. And so, um, you know, it's amazing what God is able to do. So let's go ahead and start off, man, uh, with your story. You know, I, obviously, um, we know that there was a, 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 a path that you took. But how did you get there? Because obviously, I'm sure that there was a point in life where you, you maybe was a decision or whatever it may be where you started to head down that, that path. I think it was all uh, at an early age, uh, looking for acceptance, mm -hmm. looking for validation. You know, stuff I didn't get from home, I found it in the streets. You know, the pat in the back, the attaboy. Yeah. You know, and the crazier I behaved and the worse I got, the bigger the pat. You know, but it was all destructive. It was all for bad, you know, nothing yeah. good out of it. Yeah. And uh, eventually when you choose that path, you know, there's consequences to it. So, yeah. you know, I had to go to prison for a long time. You know, I went in at a juvenile hall as a kid, camp, YA. So since the age of nine, I was already familiar with the system. You wow. Know? So um, at the age of 17, that's when I got sentenced to 35 years to life. Wow. You know, and it's only by the grace of God that he spared me from that, you know, because I'm out here right now. I should be serving a life sentence right now. Wow. You know, yeah. That's incredible. Man, um, What I what is interesting about that is the fact that you said that you started when you were nine. That is young. Mm -hmm. And at 17, you found yourself in prison. And I don't imagine that at one point you didn't see that for your life, but that's the way that it, that it unfolded mm -hmm. for you. And so uh, when you were in prison and you were there, you know, what was that like? You know, I mean, was it something that you kind of embraced? Was it something that, that was, a, was it a low moment in your life? You know, talk about that. So because... So when I was growing up, I didn't have family. I didn't, I didn't have that type of support. Uh, I, was, I was being raised by my grandmother, which was my adopted grandmother. Uh, and she, um, when I would come home, 
she would always try to kill herself. She was a manic depressant. She was an alcoholic. So I would always catch her foaming at the mouth. So wow. I never wanted to come home. Wow. I never wanted to come home. And that's how uh, Child Protective Services was involved. So I was always going in and out of foster care. So I never wanted to come home when I was with her. So I would always run away. Mm. You know, and at times, I remember as a kid, I would sleep in the park. You know, and that's where all the gang members used to be back in the 90s and 80s. Wow. That's where they would hang out. So, you know, that's where I met a lot of them. And they took me in and embraced me. And, you know, that's where that <laughs> that's where that life started. Yeah. You know, and, and it wasn't really, I, I don't really think it was a choice. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just something that, that happened. Yeah. You know, but I really didn't think that I was going to make it to be, you know, 25. Yeah. You know. And to be honest with you, as, as a kid and, you know, before I went to prison, you know, I started doing drugs at a very young age. And to be honest with you, I feel like that if I wasn't doing drugs, I, I probably would have blew my brains out. Wow. You know, at a time in my life where that's how I felt that, you know, I had to stay high. Like, you know, a lot of times we think that, you know, we look at people out in the streets and stuff and we think that it's addiction. You know, they're just drug addicts. But the reality is that, you know, they're, they're, it's not the addiction. You know, drugs is something they use to mask the hurt right. or whatever it is that, they, you know, they're dealing with as mm -hmm. far as inner core issues, you know. And a lot of times we just don't know how to escape that. So we turn to drugs. Yeah. You know, and that's one thing I tell somebody because I love evangelizing. I love going out into the streets and reaching the hurting people. And, you know, a lot of times people are like, well, I can't relate to them because, you know, I'm not a drug addict. or I've never been in a gang or I don't drink. But we all we can relate to everybody out there mm -hmm. because, you know, like I said, drugs and alcohol, that's just what they use to mask it. But yeah. the truth is grief. You know, it's pain. And we've all felt pain before. Right. You know, everybody's felt trauma. Everybody's felt hurt. Yeah. So that that's that's the cause right there. You know? Yeah. So we just got to be able to see past the, the drugs, you know, and see the person, you know, like that's one of my biggest prayers. You know, I always pray and ask God to let me see people the way he sees them. Yeah. You know, so when I go out there, I don't see a homeless person or a drug addict. You know, I, I, I see a pastor. I see a teacher, you know. Yes. Yeah. So. I love that. Well, you mentioned that it, it, you you were going through a lot of turmoil in your life. That's right. And you, and you turned to not only drugs, but also what was available for you at that time. And that kind of took you down the uh, wrong path. And obviously, your upbringing was difficult as well. And um, fast forward, you find yourself in prison. Um you found Jesus. Jesus found you. Yeah. And uh, tell us about how that happened. Okay. So at the age of 14, I was shot. I got shot five times. Uh, they say that when I was born, I was born addicted to heroin. My mom was a heroin addict. She was a prostitute. Wow. So I've been through all these situations in life where I've been shot at numerous times, you know. But after I served that life sentence, um, you know, the judge spared me. You know, he said, I'm going to spare your life. I'm going to have mercy on you. This courtroom's going to have mercy on you. I'm going to spare your life. And he gave me 10 years with 85%. Wow. You know, when I got found guilty, the 35 years to life. Wow. So after when I got out, you know, when I got out, I went straight back to my neighborhood. And when I went back to my neighborhood, they gave me a half a pound of methamphetamines, a gun, and $5,000. And they said, here, get on your feet. You know, straight from wow. prison, straight there. So I'm, I'm sitting in the hotel room because I don't have nowhere to go. So I'm sitting in the hotel room and, you know, I have all this dope. And, you know, I was... Just slanging though, bouncing around from hotel to hotel room. But I remember there came a point in my life when, you know, since I was a little kid, every time I would walk into, you know, a cell, they would always have those old Gideon Bibles, you know. Mm -hmm. And I would always pick up the Bible and I would always read it. I never believed in God. You know, I never, like, I used to think, like, how could God, you know, allow this to happen or, you know. Yeah. So I never really believed in God, but I would read it because I had nothing else in the Bible, I mean, in the in the cell. So I would read the Bible and... um. 
as I, as I got older, I got pretty familiar with the Bible, you know. And when I got out, I remember being in a hotel room, and I, and I remember asking God, you know, and I was like, man, God, like, like, why did you spare me? Like, when I got shot, my best friend got killed. I lived, you know. I should be doing life right now. I'm out here. Like, I knew that there had to be more, mm-hmm. you know. Like, why would God spare me from all of this? Yeah. So I remember asking God, like, God, like, show me, you know. I know that there's got to be more. Yeah. You know, and sure enough, he did. <laughs> yeah. He did. Yeah, yes, like, he did. Yeah. So, uh uh, take us through, you know, was it, was it you just falling on your knees right there? You know, you, you know, what did that, what did that moment look like when you received Jesus? That's, that's what it was. It was, I remember getting on my knees and just asking God, you know, and I was in tears and I was just tired. Yeah. You know, I was, I was sick and tired of being tired. Yeah. You know, and, and I knew I wanted something different. I knew I wanted to change. I just really didn't know how, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and sometimes when you do want to change, you know, you do need support. You know, yeah. you do need, whether it's, you know, even a man's home, a women's home. It doesn't necessarily have to be family. But, you know, you, you kind of do need that push, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, and I, I knew that I needed to surround myself with men and women of God, mostly yeah. men, you know, that, that, that could teach me how to be a man. Yeah. You know, because when you're in the world, your, your mindset is all demented and twisted, you know. Nothing, you have no perspective, you know. And everything's just lies, mm-hmm. you know. That's how right. it is in the world. It is. You know? Yeah. You know, you said something there that you were just tired. You were you were tired, and you were tired of being tired. I think everybody's been there before, especially those of us who have found Jesus. And I say that Jesus found us. And you mentioned that once you did, you, you got on your knees, you bowed down, and you asked Jesus to come into your life. And uh, he changed you. He mm-hmm. saved your life. Mm-hmm. You're born again. And... Uh, walk us, you know, what happened after that? You know, you obviously uh, begin, you know, God began to change your life. What did that look like? So, um, you know, I give all the credit and honor to God, you know. Yeah. But shortly after I had that prayer, you know, after I, I, I prayed that, I had that, that moment with God and I was on my knees crying. Days after, that's when I met my wife. Wow. You know, and when me and my wife went out on our first date, uh, we went to University Universal City Walk, and we got there around 7 p.m. And we, st- the first thing she asked me when I got in the car was, "Do you know God?" <laughs> so that was like the weirdest thing to me because I'm like, "What?" She's like, "Do you know God?" And I was like, "Man, you just ruined the date, you know? <laughs> like, like I can't even bust the move. Like, what do you mean? That's weird." So we spent the whole night talking about the Bible on our first date, and for the first time ever, I was like, "Man," like I took it as a sign. Yeah. You know, I took it as a sign and and she was that push, you know, because I remember after that, you know, I, I, I stopped. I said, I'm going to stop selling drugs. I was always good with art because of all the time I did in prison, mm-hmm. tattooing. <laughs> so I get out and I get a job at a shop, you know, I'm a professional tattoo artist. And I start tattooing. I started doing really good. But with that lifestyle, you know, I was cheating on my wife. Mm-hmm. I was cheating on my wife. And we had got married nine days after I met her. You know, she told me she was a Christian. She wanted to do things different. She, she didn't want to be, you know, living in sin. Yeah. So I said, all right. So we got married nine days after I met her, but I still wasn't fully surrendered. Yeah. You know, so I was cheating on her. And, and I remember she used to be on her knees praying for me, you know, and I used to come and I used to be like, man, get off your knees. You look stupid. You know, like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, and I, and, and I kind of felt bad for her because I knew she was a good person. And I used yeah. to be like, why don't you just leave me? And she's like, because I married God before I married you. Mm. And I didn't understand that. You know, I was like, what? It's crazy, right? Yeah. You know, I didn't understand all that. 
and you know it was it was it was with her that I, I started going to church you know I started going to church and even the first time I went to church you know the, the devil was attacking the devil was attacking I remember there was a, a gentleman there in this church there was a lot of people who were successful people you know and, and I felt like I, I would never fit in that place yeah and I remember when um the first time when they tell you to make peace with someone I turned to the man next to me and I looked I put my hand on and he looked me up and down and he turned around, you know. Wow. This was like the first or second time I've been to church. Wow. So I started crying because part of me wanted to choke him out. And then the other part, you know, just felt like, how could someone do that in the house of God, you know? Yeah. But I know that that was the enemy, like trying to keep me away, yeah. you know. And I believe that, that you know, my wife played a part, you know, as far as our prayers go and stuff. And uh, I remember I used to hear her saying, like, God, make him sick to his stomach when he gets high and stuff like that. And. And it was true, you know, there came a time when I would try to go get high and, and I start throwing up and it wasn't the same no more. Yeah. You know, everything that used to excite me, like I'd go over there and I was like, hang out with the homies. I'm like, man, this is stupid. <laughs> like, what am I doing here? Yeah. You know, and little by little, like God started chipping everything away. Wow. You know, I got involved in church. I started, I started serving. Yeah. You know, and then God started putting men in my life. You know, I was used to having men in my life that. You know, they would lie for me, they would steal for me, they would probably even kill for me, you know. But I noticed that those weren't real friends, mm -hmm. you know. And God started putting some Nathans, some Nathans in my life, you know, just like yeah. Nathan held David accountable, yes. and, you know. And, and that's the type of people that God started bringing to my life, even to this day, you know. People that are going to hold me accountable and, and, and lead me and, you know, show me right. And uh, he did. Yeah. You know. It's yeah. beautiful, man. Wow. And fast forward, man, God has used you to reach uh, the homeless, to reach the drug addict, to reach the gang member and, and all in between and on the other side of it. It's amazing what God has done in your life, what he's done through your life and the people that you've been able to raise up uh, because of him. And, you know, I, as we spoke before, you know, every one of us has somebody in our life that maybe they we know that they're heading down the wrong path they have headed down the wrong path they've been there for a while and we've tried everything to reach them but it's like it seems like um it's we weren't successful but the truth is that like you mentioned everybody has gone through something and uh some people uh as you mentioned it, we're 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 trying to reach them but it's really because there's what's going on on the inside of them and so uh, for those of our viewers who are watching, you know, what would you encourage uh, someone to say, someone to do, um, who are trying to reach that person in their life, whether it's a family member, whether it's a close friend, whoever it may be, uh, how, what would you encourage them to do to reach out to that person or what they can do for them? You know, I, I strongly believe that the power of prayer works wonders. Yeah. You know, pray. Pray and, and trust in God. Yeah. Trust in God that, that God's perfect timing, you know. Trust in God that, you know, God loves us, you know. And, and, and all it is, you know, it's important that let's not judge people. Yeah. Let's not judge people. You know, God receives us just the way we are. He meets mm -hmm. us where we are. You know, let's not be judgmental about people and let's just love them. You mm -hmm. know, that's what it's all about, just showing the love of God to people. Yeah. You know, and... People could see right through it. You know, people could see if it's fake, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to be genuine about it. You, yeah. you really have to have a love for people. And, you know, I know for me there was a time in my life when, you know, I was selfish. I didn't even care about my own life. How could I care about someone else's? Yeah. You know? So it, it's for me, like, I know that I had to pray and ask God, like, God, like, 
give me give me your heart like give me a heart like yours god like let me love people like let me have you know and because of the experiences that I, I I've gone through in life, you know, I could relate to a lot of people out there, mm -hmm. and that that's why I love being out in the streets. Yeah, you know, I, I love being out there in the streets. I, I I'm so thankful to God that Pastor Ron said, uh, you know, he wanted to start an outreach. You know, before he even knew we were pastors, he's like, I want to start an outreach, and God put it in my heart to ask you and Monica. I'm like, let's go, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because Absolutely. you know, like that's that's where I'm at. Yeah. Well, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that. You know my brother. He, yeah. he moved here to be a part of uh, what God is doing in his life. He made a huge step of faith. Uh, he, you know, he got saved a couple of years ago, and he's actually you know, being a part of the church plant with mm -hmm. you and your family. And, but that wasn't always his story. He was an atheist, and he was headed down the wrong path. He was, he, it, it, you know, and I felt like we had done everything. And I remember, you know, I... You know, we had been praying, and but sometimes I'd be praying in anger because I was just mad, yeah. you know. And and the Lord began to change my heart. And um, uh, one of the things that I was told was just to love him, to be his brother. Yeah. I don't need to be his pastor. I don't need to be his evangelist. I don't need to be any of those things. I just need to be his brother. So that's what I began to do, and our relationship changed. You know, it, it went from my brother being angry with me and us arguing to us just having good conversations, then him wanting to be around me, him wanting more for his life. And then whenever whenever he got saved, it, 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 that was just the beginning of what God is doing in his life today. And so um, it's amazing, you know, hearing what you, you know, you know, seeing what God has done, but what you're saying about truly loving a person, not judging them, not seeing them for where they're at at the moment, but seeing them, you know, uh, through the eyes that God has for them, the plans that he has for them. And so um, now, you know, there may be somebody who is watching. Maybe they are in that place that you were at, you know, and, and, and they're wanting to make a change, but they don't know how. They don't know where to start. They don't know where to go. What would you say to that person? I would just say that, you know, Pastor Ron always says something, and he says that when our will meets God's will, miracles happen. Yeah. You know, and I believe that, you know, change comes from here, you know, and, and in order in order for you to change this, you have to change this. Yeah. You know, so if, if you're out there and, and you're on drugs or you're struggling with whatever kind of addiction it is that you're struggling with, like you have to do your part. You know, you, you have to go and cry out to God. You, you have to you have to have that relationship with God, you know, and the word of God, you know, says that if you knock, the door will be open. Yeah. You know, but you still have to take the initiative to knock. Yeah. You understand? And, you know, God loves us. Yes, he does. God loves you, whoever it is, you know, God, God loves you. And he wishes that no man should perish, you know, but we have to do our part as well. You know, you, you have to want it. You, you, you have to be able to lift your arms up and surrender your life to God, you know, and, and start making a change, start making a difference. You know, there's different places. There's plenty of places that you could go out there for help. You know, there's you know, we have an awesome church here. We have a beautiful family here, man. You know, since I've been here, you know, at first when I first came here, I was kind of like, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, right? I thought I would never fit in, but nah, you know, it was nothing like that. Everybody here has been loving, you know, supportive, caring, not just for me, but my entire family. Yes. You know, my kids love it here. And, you know, I just, I just say, you know, trust, trust Jesus, you know, put your faith and trust in God and, and know that with God, all things are possible. Yeah. You know? Amen. One of the things I take away from your story 
is that you know no matter where we're at in life, no matter what we what whatever whatever people say about us, whatever we say about ourselves, God has a greater word. Wow. He has a greater plan, and uh, His plan prevailed in your life, and God's plan. God's desire is that His plan will prevail in all of our life. We just have to trust Him. Yeah, and you know, sometimes it can get frustrating, you know. There's been a few times where I felt like grabbing someone and shaking them up, like, man, <laughs> like, open your eyes, you know, like, get it together. Yeah. But, you know, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know, we just have to trust that God God knows what He's doing. Amen. You know, we just got to keep praying for that person, interceding for that person, fasting, yeah. and believing and trusting in God. Yeah. Well, listen, man, we've had a great conversation, man. I appreciate you coming today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for the encouragement. And uh, I pray that uh, people will be encouraged and, the, and, and that we will begin to see change uh, in our family's lives. So mm -hmm. thank you, man. I appreciate thank it. Thank you, Pastor. And for those who are watching, thank you again uh, for being here. Thank you for taking the moment to... Uh, to watch. And I want to encourage you that if you are still watching to go ahead and take a moment and go ahead and click subscribe on uh, the button below. And if you're watching uh, or if you're listening today, uh, you can do the same thing. God bless you. We appreciate you for joining us today. And remember that your family matters. God bless you. And we'll see you next time.